So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. So much wrestling news that'll leave a bruise. I gotta sing about it. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. We're gonna do an inside cradle. We're going extra, extra deep every Thursday here on Sports Kid Wrestling. We go a little bit deeper. We roll it up. We get them shoulders to the mat. We don't need to do a finisher SP3. All right, we're doing catch can shiz right here. We're talking Beth Phoenix leaving WWE NXT. NXT War Games. War games, Sydney. War games. We're talking about that, and contracts are coming up. Ooh, whose contracts? We'll get into it. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Yes, WWE contracts are coming up. WWE has launched a new college initiative to bring in some of the biggest stars from college sports. Beth Phoenix, some huge news about her. AEW deals are coming up and NXT War Games this weekend. We'll also talk about the number one tag team in the world, according to the Pro Wrestling Illustrated, that is going to make so many people angry on the internet. We'll get into all of that, all those topics. If you are with us on demand, listening to the podcast, thank you so, so, so much. All right. If you're one of our 23,000 subscribers on YouTube, thank you so, so much. All right. Hit the like button, subscribe. Get into the comments. I know we taped this show, but that doesn't mean we don't respond to the questions here. I will say this, too. If you leave a real juicy, juicy, juicy comment, we will shout it out on next week's episode. Okay? All right? So we will shout it out, and we will announce the king of the comments. Who is the king of the comments? Who will leave with a crown that that means oh so much? Who will wear? Who will be the keyboard tough guy? All right, the keyboard crown that sits upon your head. We need to get those bolt, those Burger King crowns and put like an SK logo and just mail them out to people. Those paper crowns. Uh, SP3 said, "How you doing, buddy?" I am doing well. Glad to be back on Inside Cradle with my main man Kevin Kellum, Vince's number one man. <laughs> uh, glad to be here, filling in for you. Call me a WWE bootlicker, brother. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> for the great Rick Uccino. Shouts out to Rick. And I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk about the latest in wrestling. The the well, I was I was gonna try and work in some Tony Khan reference, but that's unnecessary. It's not necessary to do it. It's not necessary. Sorry. I'm doing pretty well here. Of course, you can check him out on True Heel Heat. Go subscribe, doing some great stuff over there. Wrestling Daily. Doing the transatlantic thing here. You're a busy, busy boy here. And of course, you did some great stuff for us uh, at Survivor Series. You interviewed a ton of different people. That's up on the Sports Gator Wrestling Channel. Tell them who you talked to, bud. Yeah, some great stuff that I got from Survivor Series weekend in Brooklyn, New York. Got to speak to one of my all-time favorites, Jeff Hardy. Talked about if he wants a reunion with his brother Matt and where that would happen. Over uh, there. <laughs> Talked to uh, King Woods about what's his next goals. I and, saw that uh, text when you did the conversation <laughs> with Jeff. Hit the group thread. You're like, oh, we got some shit with Jeff. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's good, good stuff with Jeff. Good stuff with uh, King Woods about what's his next goals in wrestling. Queen Zelina, as well as Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler, and Reggie. So some good interviews over there. Definitely check it out. A lot to take in. Not just talking about Survivor Series, but their careers. So it's some good stuff over there. So thank you, Kev. I appreciate it. Oh, no. It was, it was awesome stuff. And we're going to have more coming up here. Hopefully, we, we can do some cool stuff at uh, Royal Rumble going down in St. Louis. I hope I can avoid the St. Louis Blues as I'm a Chicago Blackhawks fan, but we'll see what happens here. Uh, WWE contracts are coming up. Now, this has been something that has been public knowledge. I'm wearing uh, my Kevin Owens KO Mania 5 shirt. Are we going to have a KO Mania 6? We will know by the end of January whether or not we will have a KO Mania. Yes. Uh, again. <laughs> uh, and you can't do a KO Mania anywhere else. There's only one place for a KO Mania. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's worth noting there. Uh, uh, figuring this out here, Kevin Owens, his deal is reportedly up at the end of January. And the interesting thing is, is he is positioned to be in a WWE pay-per-view main event for the WWE championship. He is also one of the top one, two or three stars on Monday night raw since being drafted over, uh, to SmackDown. I've enjoyed the creative direction with him recently. They've kind of reminded you that. He is a guy you can't be trusted. And the whole thread of his career is I'm um, going back from being a good guy. And now I'm a bad, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good guy, guys. No, 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 no. I'm a good guy. And then he does all of his evil, nefarious deeds. Kind of enjoy it. It's a little bit more of a layer for him. Uh, and, you know, he did some fun stuff in 2020 going at Reigns, but Reigns was just too hot. You're not going to take the bat off Reigns. I do think he has a legitimate chance before his contract is reportedly up in January to take the title off of Big E here. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but they add another element, another wedge in the wheel here as Seth Rollins won the title shot. Kevin Owens has wedged his, worked his way into it. He's politicked his way into it, you know, and Big E is your valiant champion who will defend it and fight and defend the, uh, the honor of all WWE fandom here. What do you think? Kevin Owens has himself in an interesting scenario in the next little bit. We'll talk about NXT people that could be uh, on the fence of leaving WWE, but Owen certainly seems like the most interesting one here. And he's now tweeting out things like it's 30 days until I win the WWE championship. It's this many days until I win the championship. So um, KO certainly stirring the, stirring the pot, whether or not he's going to be an esteemed pot or an Owens pot here coming up in January. Yeah, it seems like Kevin Owens has been the person that has benefited the most from uh, going from one brand to another over yeah. on SmackDown. Like you in said. terms of the draft, he's the guy who's definitely gotten the most out of it. Like you said, over on SmackDown earlier in the in uh, 2021, you know he's involved with Roman Reigns, the hottest storyline and the hottest you know character in WWE. And then slowly but surely, he fell down the card. You know he feuded with Sami Zayn around WrestleMania. Got they had a banger at Mania. Got, they had a banger it. of a match. They got to work with the celebrity at Mania, but you know it wasn't the main event match. It wasn't the top of the show. Nah. Got into, you know, the Intercontinental title scene. Then, you know, he kind of got lost in the shuffle a bit with the, you know, a feud with Happy Corbin for a little bit too long. I think when you when you mix it up with him for too long, you kind of get lost in the shuffle. And that's where Kevin Owens was. So going on Monday Night Raw and bringing up his past and, you know, acknowledging that he has a past of betraying people and being this nefarious character has revitalized him. You know, he's a heel again or more of a twist 
tweener because he's kind of been pushed into this. And it is a, a more of a layered character than we get in WWE because he wanted to do good, but his past kind of dictated where he had to go to get where he wanted to go. And that's the WWE championship match at day one. But I think that you'll be fooling yourself to think that Kevin Owens has a, a chance in hell of walking out of day one in Atlanta with the WWE championship. I don't believe it. I don't see it. He hasn't before this whole storyline started. He didn't look like he wanted to be there, let alone be the WWE champion. I think that he is just there to take the fall from big E or Seth Rollins to extend their feud that's the real feud that's going on here it's seth rollins and big e and to you know prolong their one-on-one matchup i think that's why they've inserted owen so they can do seth rollins and big e probably at the raw rumble so i think that that kevin owens is strictly here to take the pinfall i think that's a distinct possibility but you know crazier things have happened you know where WWE throws the curveball and this is the time before the rumble where those curveballs kind of get thrown and th- not saying they're going to be thrown all over the place. They're just going to throw one or two, you know, and we're going to know one or two big things. And then some huge thing at the Royal rumble, one or two big things, always some huge, you know, shoes get dropped around the rumble time. But with this contract coming up, I do think it's clever. WWE smart. You know, they've had Owens acknowledge it for the hardcore fans. Cause they know, uh, WWE's been doing more things where they acknowledge they acknowledge releases this week in, in kayfabe promos, which is uh, questionable. But I'm not saying I approve it or I thought it was cool. But it was certainly like, all right, you know, you're you're trying something. I'm not saying if that's the thing you should try. But with Owens, I think they're trying it as well, where he's saying, you know, I could win this title and not be here. You know, and and I in and making that is interesting. I'm going to say I enjoy the ride, even if we do get a predictable uh, predictable outcome. And he plays the reliable mechanic in the ring and helps get this storyline down the down the road. You know, which is mind you, with Rollins and Big E, I think Big E's doing a great job with the title. I do think he's yeah. he's playing like the Bret Hart, where he's like, bring it on. I'm the champ. I'm going to prove that I deserve this the entire time that I that I didn't get to have it. Now I have it. I'm going to prove it. And you're going to talk your it. And I'm going to be here. I'm going to still. I like that. I like a guy who says I'm going to be here afterwards. And Rollins is outlandish. It's perfect. It's, it's that's a perfect combination. And they, I think they could even ride that in the mania if they wanted to. But we'll see what happens. You know, um, certainly it's interesting. You know, uh, it's not clear exactly when Rollins, uh, excuse me, when Owens' contract is up. But sounds like it's Royal Rumble time. You know, I I almost think I want to see what he does at the Rumble. You know, like what, what they do with him at the Rumble would be, what if he won the Rumble and he's supposed to leave WWE like that, that there's some good questions. I'm not saying uh, I think he's staying with WWE. Uh, he could, you know, he could, he very much could, you know, I've heard some other people say it, but we're right to the window here. And if you're a guy who wants to make some extra money, you really push and push and you leverage and maybe if you wait an extra week there's oh my god there's suddenly an extra couple extra zeros added in there a couple little perks oh wow i get my own bus all right cool that's what let's see see sweetheart that we hold out for a week that's what we kid you know i that's a, that's the thing i've heard from other people in other jobs entertainment wise um but it would certainly be interesting I, i'm intrigued do you think owens is leaving the company i'm of the thought i'm 50 50 on it but he's certainly making uh, he's certainly you know trying to play with people's minds and make it intriguing for everyone 
I think he's gonna he's gonna go down to when his contract expires yeah. because that's the smart move for him. It's not it's easy smart. to say, right? It's the, not easy to say because he's, he's he's been in such high profile things with WWE. I've only recently started to think could he leave and go somewhere else? Yeah, he could. But we've seen a lot of people go over to WWE recently. I just don't know uh, over to All Elite Wrestling, right? That's the obvious, you know, destination. Um, but I don't know if if everybody just wants to go over there because just because they've just done. They've done it with two or three people recently, right? It would just be another person jumping. You don't want to be another. But that's guy. the same thing that people said about Adam Cole. That, sure, that yeah. he shouldn't go when the same time during when CM Punk and. Brian but that was Daniels super exciting. Was I was, I was and, yeah, and I was at all out. That was really, really fun. When, when you got someone that not only is a ready-made talent, a main event talent, a star who is, doesn't really have any holes in their game, and two. You can perfectly fit them into what you're already doing. You sign them. And Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens is one of those guys because he has this long history with the Young Bucks and Adam Cole as Mount Rushmore in PWG. He has history with a number of guys from the independent scene. He has history with guys like Pac from NXT. He has history He has history with Cody. He's the person that's responsible for Cody meeting the Young Bucks. He's the person that can come in to AEW on day one and said this company wouldn't exist without me. So I, I think that people are fooling themselves to think that Kevin Steen isn't the probably, even with all the talent that have been released in the past month, Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen is the number one draft pick for AEW come 2022 because there's there's not that many guys in WWE that have that many strings in AEW and what they what they're doing right now that Kevin Steen has. So the I the smart thing for him is to work until his contract expires because then he can he can hear both deals. He can hear a deal from WWE. He can hear a deal from AEW. It's the same situation that Brian Danielson and Adam Cole were in. They did the smart thing and worked until their contract expired. They heard both deals and they made the choice that they thought was best for their careers. So I think that's the best thing for Kevin Steen to do. I'm not saying I think that he's going to leave WWE. No, it's but the too smart hard to predict. Move, I know I'm asking you to predict it, but it's too hard. You the know, smart I, the smart move for him though is to work wait. until your contract expires. Do not re-sign with WWE before your contract expires because then you never know what AEW was gonna offer. If you're WWE, what do you offer Kevin Owens? You got something, and obviously money's money, like they're gonna offer a ton of money, right? You know, he could get maybe the biggest offer he's ever gotten in his career right now, right? Um, what do you put out there? As hey, we could do this with you. We could do this creative outlet with you. We could do these different things with you. Uh, they have a huge platform that goes well beyond just Monday night, Wednesday night, and Friday night. They have they have other things they can do with them. What would you do with Kevin Owens? You got the pencil. Here's some cool things. Here's a story we want to do. Here's a special show we can do with you. Here's this initiative you can do. What would you do with Kevin Owens that isn't being done that you could say like, all right, this deal we can do this. We can make this commitment with you. Um, I know Kev, you love to you know think optimistically whether it be you know the independent scene aew even wwe but i've been a wwe fan for over 30 years i i love the wwe i wanted to secede here so, comes the so, shit so for my health hang on hang on I gotta, my, I, gotta, I gotta let him know my, in the room my, my, i gotta let him know 
Hey, here comes the sh- Sid's get- here's the Sid shit alert, everybody. Just letting them know in the other room. For, for my if they smell healthy, it, if they smell in the other room. my healthy mind state, I try not to think of things that are never going to happen <laughs> in WWE. Why should I say, oh, I, I want to I see Kevin, Kevin Owens win the WWE championship in the main event of WrestleMania. Unless the fans hijack a show for months, that ain't <laughs> happening. <laughs> I want. I wanted for. I'm being hypothetical. Sit I wanted for nearly 20 years after being a young African American kid from New York, seeing The Rock win the WWE Championship. <laughs> I wanted for over 20 years for African American to win the WWE, WWE Championship. Give me another again. 20 years. He took. It took Mustafa Ali getting injured. It took fans hijacking shows for months. It took 101 gauntlet matches, but we finally got Kofi Mania. So I'm not going to sit here and say that. I got you. Strung along. Got to get you down the road, buddy. I'm not going to sit here and come up with great ideas. So what I think they can present to them that's realistic is... A title program with Roman cool. Reigns after WrestleMania. A, a feud with Edge, one of your all-time, you know, favorite favorite. They heroes. haven't done that yet. They, they haven't right. done that yet. They can dip into there. These are things that are realistic. I think that sometimes when that question is proposed, the reason why I did the big introduction <laughs> to get you to my answer. Give me one more that- 20 years. One more 20 years. <laughs> Your voice went straight up. 20 20 years. 20 years I waited for another African-American. Another person. I'm wearing his shirt. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan I saw started from the bottom. Ring of Honor in a in a in a in a gym with me and a hundred people watching Daniel Bryan be a wrestling genius. I saw him get to the WWE. I was so happy to see him get to the WWE. It took him strangling some uh, an announcer with a tie, him getting fired. I did getting- it. I recently just did a sports key to top five about wrestlers that have been released from WWE multiple times. And Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan was not in the initial script. And I sent it back to our producer. I was like, we need to have him in this. Like, this yeah. is like, and, and he goes, really? I was like, I, I was like, here, here's some more notes. Here's more. Th-. And he's like, all right. Yeah, for sure. And it was one of those things that video's out now. Uh, also, if you guys just want to watch top fives, by the way, I know some people may be watching this on YouTube or Facebook. Check out Wrestle Binge. It's our it's our kind of yes. alternative channel. It's just our top five videos. It's like just stuff like that. Uh, we have them on both, but you can go check out that channel as well. I, I remember I was like, yeah, completely understand. We go back, Mattel. They were angry. The toy company was angry about him getting choked with the tie. He he went through so much stuff, and then he got he got over organically with the yes movement. It took anger management. It took team hell no. It took it took John Cena choosing him. Vince McMahon calling him a B plus player. He won the title. Got cashed in Money in the Bank on him. Won the title back. They stripped him of it. Went into Money in the Bank with his trainer as the referee. His trainer screwed him. And like. And then, and then it took a hijacking of shows of Monday Night Raw for months before was we fun. got to WrestleMania. That 30. was fun, dude. 2014 was fun. That ending two, of WrestleMania. 2014 was fun. 2013 was a chore to get through. To get yeah, through all that, was, that, the ride was fun. I'm just saying, I enjoyed the ride. I'm I, not I, saying I, it was not a bumpy one, but it was and, a ride. But, 
but both of those are things that you couldn't predict. It happened organically, and I don't think WWE can present anything that will organically get Kevin Owens to that spot or the spot that most fans of him, like me, that have been a fan of him for nearly 20 years, mm-hmm. will, will want him to get 20 to. Twenty years, twenty years. I've been with Kevin O, Kevin Steen. I've been riding with Kevin Steen since his theme song was "Unsettling Differences." So Damn. there's a part of me doing those deep of, cuts. There's a there's a part of me that wants to see Kevin Steen again because of what we've seen. Part of Brian, you or all with, of you? Check your bias. Part of you or all of you? It's all of me. It's all of all me at of this you. point because I don't, I don't see them. Even the heights that he's gotten in WWE, his debut against John. Cena. I love that we're twenty minutes in. And we have we've we've covered one topic, and I don't <laughs> one, care. One of those Th- contracts. <laughs> this is the inside cradle. This is the inside cradle. Like we, we normally we do the top story show. We do like three stories, twenty five minutes. We're in and out, right? Uh, this I love this. We're, we we get to go deeper. Don't worry. On the same episode, we're talking about those two deals that could be up in NXT. We're talking about Beth Phoenix. We're talking NXT War Games. If you're with us, we're gonna get into that stuff. But I like this. This is fun. Like, and I'm being hypothetical. If I'm WWE, like you're saying, like it's another big guy leaving our company, right? It, it's another thing where you like. This isn't me being like a WWE home or anything. I I I loved Ollie Wrestling. Thought it was great. I think the stuff with Brian Danielson is awesome. I love that he's just. He's doing it's almost an inverse. You always get the baby face wrecking the the heel faction. Now you have the heel wrecking the baby face faction to get to the champion. It's kind of a it's a spin, it's a new spin on, on an old an old favorite, right? So you're doing that with him and Hangman Page. You're doing some fresh, exciting things. There's some things I think they're doing they're pretty tired, you know. As we're talking about some people that are, you know, leaving WWE, there's some people that just left all elite wrestling that seem, you know, we'll talk about that too. Um, but let's get into these other names here. NXT War Games is this Sunday. We will run down the whole card at the end of the show. That'll be our final sag here. Uh, I think they've put together a pretty strong card here. Ratings have stayed steady. Not saying they're great. Uh, for what? You know, NBC Universal USA is paying for NXT the NXT TV deal, which is around $60 million. That is not compared to anything with Raw and SmackDown. Compared to what they're paying, they're getting it. They're getting a good return on their buck in terms of what they're putting in for the show. Uh, and it's producing numbers that are competing pretty well for demos on Tuesday away from AEW dynamite their own night. And they did this new thing. It's kind of risky. I'm not saying it's blowing down the houses, but if they've uh, kind of rebooted NXT and brought it down and said, this is going to be developmental. We're really going to develop new stars here. So we got new stars with this new color, splashy Nickelodeon style presentation. And we got our old guard here. We're going to black and gold. So they're doing old versus new. I kind of like that idea. But at the same time, we have two big names in NXT whose contracts are coming up very soon. Johnny Gargano is up in the air. He did sign an extension to get through NXT War Games. He's cut a hell of a promo. He worked a hell of a match with Braun Breaker. Maybe one of the best matches Braun has had. He's supposed to be the big new guy. He's the next Brock Lesnar of WWE, as some people call him. Son of Rex Steiner. Braun Breaker Steiner, right? And he had a hell of a ladder match this past week on NXT. I thought it was a great go-home show. One of the better go-home shows WWE's done, where they said, like, here are the sides. Here's everything. Ramp it up. Ladder match. Advantage. War games. All the gimmicks were sold. I liked it. It was very succinct, and it worked. And Gargano played his role very well. His deal is up. His wife, Candice LeRae, is still with the company. It is not known how long her deal will last or if there's any lengthening that deal while she's on paternity leave here having a child so we don't know obviously that does 
that doesn't influence the deal. You got somebody who's married, he's still with the company, right? But yeah. we've seen people leave who are married and work for AEW. That happened in WCW. So it could happen. It's not not saying it's not going to leave. And obviously, Johnny Gargano has a ton of history. You mentioned the PWE, the PWG, the Pro Wrestling Gorilla, a bunch of different things that would give him a lot of links to work with friends in all wrestling. Also, this guy could get hit the independent circuit and make a lot of money too if he didn't want to go back to WWE. We'll get into that too. Then throw on top of it, Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly was one of the NXT names here. It was reported by Fightful this week. Tip of the cap to old money on Meltzer here, Sean Rassap. Um, thank you to Sean. Sean, uh, Sean did some interviews for AAW recently. Thank you, Sean. Uh, and he is saying here that Kyle O'Reilly was one of the many stars that was offered a deal at the end of 2019 and just decided to like hold out, you know? Kind of odd to do that right before the pandemic when WWE had to completely restructure how they keep their talent, right? You know, would think you, and there's a bunch of people who had their deals changed around that time too. Um, so Kyle O'Reilly just kind of like held off on a deal, obviously worked a ton of big stuff. He had a major program with Adam Cole. They didn't put the title on him, but he was main eventing shows, you know, and they were doing a bunch of different things. WWE reportedly very much wants to keep Kyle O'Reilly. They also very much want to keep Johnny Gargano and they are in negotiations to do said is that also it's worth noting WWE. Amicably also worked a program right at the end, did everything fun to set everyone up to leave and you know make somebody look strong here. Adam Cole made Kyle O'Reilly strong on the, on the way out, and here we are just a few months later. But that's just how deals work out, you know. Yeah. So, uh, how, how funny these things are. So, two big names NXT on the other side of the old Wednesday Night Wars, AEW came on on top of it, but NXT is in a completely different place right now. We're over it. You know, I'm over the whole NXT AEW conflict here, but obviously deals come up. Everyone thinks you're going to, you're going to leave and go over there. Uh, what do you think? I, I, one of these guys is leaving for sure. I think much like you, I understand why uh, people are over the whole NXT, you know, versus AEW Wednesday night wars, mm-hmm. you know, NXT move from Wednesday to Tuesday. The war is over, but we are still feeling the ramifications and the, the war, the war, the war isn't over because the internet. Doesn't no, no, no. The consequences, the the war between NXT and AEW. Now it's a war between AEW and WWE. The yep. NXT AEW war that's over. That yep. it, it's over when NXT move from Wednesdays. But we are mm-hmm. still feeling the consequences, the ramifications from that war. Because in my opinion, when you hear Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano. Kyle O'Reilly were all offered deals, new deals in 2019 when NXT moved to USA Network and they decided to hold off because not only was Mr. McMahon, Tony Khan and the wrestling fans watching how the war transpired. I think they made that choice, you know, under the understanding they wanted to see how the war would transpire themselves. Mm-hmm. And now seeing how the landscape is is currently, you know, going, WWE is doing well at what they want to do well at, which is making money. It's the deals with with Peacock, the deal with Fox, the deal with NBC Universal, deals all over the place. They're making partnerships, you know, all around. That's what WWE does and that's what they do it well. Mm-hmm. But from a professional wrestler standpoint, is signing a long-term deal with WWE when they have a quarterly call 
on the way for the fourth quarter of 2021 the smartest thing to do for a professional wrestler after the last 21 months of 140 superstars being fired no it's not and that's why they made the best choice for their careers maybe you know one of them two of them maybe all of them re-sign with wwe but they can look at the landscape fully now by letting their contract expire. For someone like Akal O'Reilly, he's another one that has a lot of ties in AEW. He's got Bobby Fish there. He's got Adam Cole there. They can reunite UE, undisputed elite this time. No era is just elite over there in AEW. He's got history with guys in the independent scene. So he has a lot. Guys in NXT as well. So he has a lot over there. Johnny Gargano's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And he has dream matches that he has never been able to to you know accomplish over in AEW and he's pretty much done everything he can do in NXT and he's not a guy that you look at and you think he's going to be successful on the main roster regardless of everything he's achieved in NXT I don't look at Johnny Gargano and I say that's a guy that's going to succeed on the main roster because I can name about four or five handfuls of, of guys on the main roster that you would think are going to be successful but are not. And they have the size. They have the look that Vince McMahon likes. Johnny Gargano doesn't have that. So he's not going to be successful on the main roster. So looking at the main roster, looking at everything you've done in NXT, and there's literally nothing else for you to do, and they're moving away from guys like you, AEW might be the best option for him. So I think these guys are at a crossroads. I, I'm not saying that both guys are going to leave are going to leave and go to AEW. I think one of those guys between we're, we're including Owens in this conversation then too, right? No, I'm just, I'm just talking about the NXT guys. Sure, I'm just sure. talking about Gargano and O'Reilly. I think one of those guys are going to AEW. And I mean, my, my gut right now is telling me both go to AEW because it just how the wrestling scene is it your is gut. Or once again, we got to check that bias. Do you just want both no, of them to jump? No, I, I don't want them to jump. Maybe you, you maybe. want them to stay. Do you want them to stay? I want I want Kyle O'Reilly to stay because I if you were talking to SP3 of six months ago I, I would I would have I would have thought you said Gargano. No, there's nothing for Gargano to do. I think you, you brought up Gargano not being successful in the main roster. I when he came to WWE, the big the big critique of him, oh great wrestler. Where's the character, right? No, Where's the, I'm just saying when he came was, to WWE. That wasn't like, the critique. The critique is still the same problem that it is today. It's a size. Vince McMahon does not go for guys that size. There are mm-hmm. exceptions to the rules. There's mm-hmm. the CM Punk. There's Brian Danielson. But then you got the Chad Gables of the world, the Ricochets of the world that are still great, in the main great roster. Great talents, got that character. Great talents but... that have been wasted for years. Why would you t- yeah. put yourself through that, Johnny? And they, 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 the a ceiling just gets put on what, where they can go. Yeah. Um, and I understand that. And I'm not saying it's fair. You know, you know, some of that just happens. You're there at the wrong time and somebody gets ahead of you. You know, that happened. It's happened to other people. You know, it's happened. Yeah. To, or you get injuries at the wrong time and different stuff like that. It's worth noting you know, Gargano's stayed fairly healthy, working a very, very hard style, you know? Um, and that's the thing that makes me think as he's adapted and become more promo-oriented, 
You know, he's going to work big while he did a ladder match on TV this week with, with a fairly new talent. And also give it to Braun Breaker. That's a real test. You know, there's a guy who's only been wrestling a little while and you're in there with, with Gargano. Mind you, Gargano, you were there with one of the best wrestlers in the world, you know? Um, but it was a great combination. I'd love to see more of that. Like, they, I know it was the first time they did it. But it was like, they, those are some of the things I would like to see. I do think Gargano could do uh, fantastic things in AEW. You already covered it. So I, like me saying again, is just kind of redundant. So, I, But I do think he could do some fun stuff on SmackDown. Not Raw. I think Because I, I think he's good in the two-hour format. He's good about... Give me a big promo at the beginning. And I can give you a great main event at the end. I do think he could come in there and be kind of, as you say, there are guys that are exceptional. I think he's exceptional. And I think I, he's, because I think he's brought in a lot more character work to what he's done in the last two years with the way he also helped bring some people up with that. He made some people work good. They did vignettes. He had a lot of creative involvement in that. He was able to write jokes. He was able to be exuberant and charismatic and funny. All these things that maybe you just didn't get to see. You know, firing white meat baby phase. We're gonna go beat the bad guy. That's, that's fine. You know, but he really evolved it in the last year or two. I, I, I kudos to him. No matter what happens, uh, you know, if you would have said that his WWE career started, he's gonna end up having this kind of like social media influencer goofball with my wife, and we're gonna have a family and like that. I would, I, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a really underrated act in WWE in general. And I would, and if he could do something like that. Let him do what he did before. That was cool. Um, I, I, be, I would like it. Like I would trust him. I, I would like it too. People. But once again, I'm gonna I'm gonna stress to you and to all fans of WWE: be realistic with your expectations of WWE. You said a lot of great things that are true. Johnny Gargano has proven to be charismatic. Has proven to be funny. Has proven to be a great character. You know what they will they will pitch to him on the main roster because of all of that. Hey, you know Austin Theory. You guys have good chemistry. Why don't you be his manager? That's what Johnny, one of the best wrestlers in the world, they would probably have be a manager on the main roster because of his size. Let's get into this. Beth Phoenix made this announcement today. All right. She's been a, for about three years now. She's been on color commentary for WWE NXT. And I think she's done a great job. I think she's been a really, really great addition to it. She started off initially with the Mae Young Classic and added a lot to it. Uh, you're talking someone who's Hall of Famer, one of the best women's wrestlers of all time. Uh, great insight on things. And also added a lot more legitimacy in terms of what she did on main roster TV to help frame this up for fans. You're like, I watch Raw, I watch SmackDown, I'm a casual fan. Oh, Beth Phoenix. You know, you need, yeah. She was a perfect bridge in a nice, legitimate way where it didn't feel like you were pushing it too much with hardcore fans. An NXT fan sometimes is a little bit more hardcore than the average fan, right? Uh, she announces that uh, due to family commitments, she wants to spend more time with her family and changes in her life, uh, that Auntie Betty is going to leave the, por the porch light on for NXT. She'll still be involved, and she thanked many, many people involved with it, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, uh, Vic Joseph, Moore Ranallo, other people that she worked with on commentary, Stu Bennett, uh, and that this Sunday will be her final commentary performance for wwe what do you think this is this is a this is a little bit of a setback maybe maybe they'll be able to make some adjustments but i do think nxt commentary is gonna miss something with her i thought she added a lot to it and made it really entertaining 
Uh, definitely. She gave it a voice for its women's division because this women's division has kind of seen slow but steady uh, representation all around, really, especially on the NXT brand, whether, mm -hmm. it, you know, they were the brand that kind of sparked the women's revolution. Then you had, you know, women in as referees like Jessica Carr and then, uh, you know, Beth Phoenix filling in that role on commentary gave it all, you know, the woman's feel why NXT was kind of viewed as the best of women's wrestling in North America for a long time. Beth was the voice behind that. And she was someone that I, I wasn't the biggest fan of when I initially heard her on commentary, but she got more and more comfortable in the role and has become one of the voices of NXT. So I think that NXT overall is going to be missing something. I think that, uh, you know, they have made that transition. The transition will be a little bit more smoother because of the pandemic, because it was a while while Beth was doing, you know, a lot of her commentary from at home. We only saw Vic and, uh, you know, Wade Barrett at commentary for a while. So I think that will make the transition a little bit easier. But it makes me uh, wonder, are they going to try to put in another female commentator? Are they going to try to get another former talent to fill in that role? It would Do be they do a two-man booth, which in WWE right now would be you know you, they're doing that on smackdown but you have a three-man booth on raw you know do you go back to a two-man booth on, on nxt it's it should be very interesting and you know this would kind of show the change in the 2.0 and kind of put the the stamp that this is another change that they're making and going that route and having the two-man announce move and you know the women's division isn't what it once was what it even was maybe seven eight months ago but uh transition yeah, yeah, it's, you know, yeah. It's, a, it's a transition, you know, some talent they released, some talent moved up to the main roster. And then, you know, it. I, I'm, I'm willing to give it a chance on NXT, but losing Beth Phoenix is a is a blow to the brand overall on the It's aesthetics. worth noting here, though, she says she's still with WWE. This isn't her leaving the company. And this correlates into reports that we covered yesterday on Sports Kita that across the board, multiple outlets reporting. The WWE is looking at the idea after this past Monday Night Raw, the big Monday Night Raw show with Edge's return in Long Island, New York. Who is his new program going to be? He's the feature player. He's in that Undertaker, Brock Lesnar show up now and then role. Who's he going to be in a big program with? He just did a, I thought he, him and Rollins had a great Hell in a Cell match at Crown Jewel. So who's next? Him and Miz. It's a curious choice here. Miz, veteran player. Him and Edge have only kind of gone back and forth a little bit, but never a full-fledged program here. Two veteran players here. All right, this is interesting here. Thought maybe they would go with somebody younger. Uh, but Maurice was with Miz. Of course, they have Miz and Mrs. Uh, she's been in and out with WWE over the years, but obviously she's maintained a pretty strong relationship with them, and she's back in the program under contract with the company again. So will Beth Phoenix, Edge's wife, who helped him get trained to get back in the ring, return to Monday at Raw. She was involved in the angle that got Edge ready for a, a big big one with Randy Orton, and she took an RKO, cut a hell of a promo on that, let that up, was still active with NXT. Does she come back to Monday at Raw? Does she work a loose schedule with them? Does she get kind of like the feature player status that Edge gets? I can see it, and it would be something that kind of gives WWE more incentive to pay more attention to their women's division, which has been 
you know, I, I will say the second half of the year has lacked what the first yeah. half of the year had. The first half of the year, they had attention in all, especially their title scenes, whether it be the Raw Women's title. Yeah, Bel Air and title, Sasha had some great woman, business at Mania. The yeah, Women's of- Team titles, they paid attention to all of those. There's cooled three, off there's two or three women's tag team titles the smackdown tag team title the smackdown women's championship charlotte's the champion she's feuding with tony storm by throwing pies in her face uh raw you know they have a strong program with becky and and live they're heating up uh, Be- uh bianca belair but not enjoy the problem else. with them on monday yeah, was interesting. Not anybody else has momentum. So I think Beth Phoenix being injected over there or even on SmackDown would help out a lot. And there's a lot of dream matches that have never been had yet that Beth can have, whether it be yeah. against Charlotte Flair, whether it be against Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair would be incredible, in my opinion, after the year that she had in 2021. Her against Beth Phoenix would just be magical and kind of like a passing of the torch from one glamazon to another, basically. Uh, I would love that for sure. So there, there's stuff for Beth to accomplish, and I feel like she retired at a time where this is a whole new generation that she could come back and she could be very fresh and do what Edge has been doing for the most part since his return. Uh, they did have the fun kind of one-off tag team with her and Natalia back at WrestleMania a few years ago. That was just a one-off thing, but it was fun. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be cool if they put them back together as a team. All right. She doesn't have to get in the ring though, all the time. You know, you can win the women's titles. They don't defend them all the time anyway. So, I mean, you can just win those and just do some cool stuff with it. Uh, there's a lot of fun things you can do with Beth right now, you know, where you could reinsert her. She knows how to cut promo. She can really get somebody along. I, it'd be, you know, she show I, I would her on SmackDown with somebody like Aaliyah would be cool. Her with Belair. Yeah. You brought up a bunch of new scenarios. I'd be, I'd be on board with that. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah. Let's get into this one. The PWI Top 50 Tag Teams was announced, and the Young Bucks are number one. Young Bucks are number one. Be elite. Be the the elite. elite. Now, it's worth debating. This always comes up. Are they the number one tag team in the world? Well, they certainly have one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. Uh, Them versus the Lucha Brothers in in a tag team cage match for the AEW World Tag Team Titles at All Out the tag team match of the year so far one of the best tag team matches i've ever 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 seen absolutely fantastic they've cooled off since but it's only been a few months guys it's not that big of a deal everyone can't be on top all the time and not everyone needs to be on top anyway but you're looking at the whole calendar year we're getting near the end of the year right i wanted to start talking best of stuff and i was told hold off we're gonna we're gonna get to that in a couple weeks on sports kita and you will be deeply involved in it and it will create debates but this is what these best ofs do are they the number one tag team in all of wrestling? I got to say, it's hard to debate them being number one. It's hard to debate that. Come on, man. It's Bucks. If this was like a fill in the blanks question, like the Young Bucks are the number one tag team on the PWI 50, my answer would be, duh. <laughs> if you think otherwise, you are, you either need to open your eyes or just stop watching wrestling. Maybe 2021 wrestling isn't for you or maybe you just have a deep bias against the young buck that denies you from acknowledging someone that you really dislike that's the word of the show we should have a you know we should have a clicker for bias 
How many times like the word bias come up? You have a bias against them. You dislike them. So you can't acknowledge anything they do that is good or great. But you just mentioned one of their fantastic matches. My honestly, if we're if we're doing a spoiler for the year end awards, my match of the year is the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. That's your match of the year, like overall match match of the year in professional wrestling. That steel cage match was was magic. Great spots, great emotion, great storytelling, and an awesome finish. That had everything you would have wanted. But just look at the year overall. And this is not – and should people should understand, PWI is from basically one October to the next October. It's not it's calendar not, year. Okay. It's not calendar year. Okay. It's one October to the next October. So go back to October 2020. November 2020, they win the AEW uh, World Tag Team titles and a match of the year candidate, regardless of what you think, against FTR, a beautiful love letter to professional wrestling. Then you turn the, the corner to this year. They they reunite with Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. The Elite is back together. AEW is on top. Of, they're, they're doing their best ratings that they ever did. And go back to all those shows that were like their record ratings, like in the top five best ratings that they ever did. If you go back to all those shows, the Young Bucks are either in the first or the second highest rated segment of those shows so their draws their their merchandise sales say that as well but look at the great matches that they had throughout the year revolution against mjf and chris jericho double or nothing against against eddie kingston and john moxley in april they had a five-star classic with pack and ray phoenix they had a great match with penta and eddie kingston they 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 had classic match after classic match great match with the jurassic express on dynamite just Look at their dynamite matches against SCU varsity blondes. If you look at every tag team on the AEW roster, their best match has probably been against the Young Bucks. They've proven to be draws, they've proven to be great wrestlers. And then the heel turn, that character change, using their their attire to draw heat on themselves. Outlandish gear. Outlandish gear. Sometimes the biggest news of the week was talking about what the Young Bucks were wearing or their (laughs) their facial hair. Like, that's how in-depth their character was in getting people talking in professional wrestling. So they they checked the box in every single category. The only thing that was close to them was the Lucha Bros, but when I say again, it's from October to October, they just won their AEW World Tag Team titles in September at the near the end of the of the deadline. So I think that it's obviously the Young Bucks and it really isn't close this year. I, I agree with you. They're a clear number one. What other uh, teams made the list that kind of kind of surprise you or make complete sense to you in like that top five area? Is you have the list in front of you? I don't have the list in front of me. I do remember it was Lucha Bros at number two. I believe uh, Dangerous Techers at number three. And then the Usos at number four. I thought that was pretty high for the Usos, just taking into account that Jimmy Uso just returned in May. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying I'm not taking anything away from the Usos. No, they I had some bangers this year, they, though. If the Usos had a full calendar year under their books, they would probably be in the running with the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks for the top spot. But I just felt like they only had about four months in the period where they were active. So I thought that that was pretty high. And I thought a team maybe like FTR, Santana and Ortiz probably deserved to be in the top five a little bit more. It's worth noting, you know, you think about just tag teams, you're a tag team wrestler. It's worth with knowing with Usos, 
they're the secondary act to the biggest act in wrestling right now, which is Roman sure. Reigns. He's the yeah. biggest act in general, and they're a part of that, you know, and they're they're a huge complement to it. Uh, they had some bangers this year. I thought them and Mysterios, I know it's a kickoff match. You can't say a kickoff match. It's like a, more people see those those kickoff matches sometimes than they see all of a Raw or all of a SmackDown. And those really, really get out there. Everyone thinks it's like the worst spot to be in. That is the opening match on a pay-per-view now. Mm-hmm. In the digital era, the opening match on a pay-per-view is the kickoff match, not True. the match that actually opens the main card. People don't realize that. You talk to people who work in wrestling, they're in there, they're doing production. They're like, no, in terms of opening for the live crowd, that's the first match they see. And sometimes that really that's a great spot for you to be in if you're not going to be in the main event. And they had a couple of those, and I think they did a really, really good job. There's one they did with the Mysterious. I, I remember being fondly, not saying it's the top match of the year, but you think about what they did to get on that list. We talked about contracts coming up in WWE. It's worth noting. Same issues coming up here in All Elite Wrestling in 2022. It's not clear when, uh, but we had some come up already, and some of these were amicable. Most notably, Big Swole is no longer with All Elite Wrestling. She's decided to amicably leave the company. She left a very, very nice, classy note just saying it's kind of come to this difference, and here we are. No insight as to what led to this decision, uh, but she mentioned, you know, some soul-searching was involved in it. It was not an easy decision to make here, um, and she's no longer with the company here. She did have a, a small, small kind of run there, against Britt Baker, but nothing huge. I was expecting a lot more of Big Swole, and I think a lot more fans were expecting All Elite to be all in on her, and they weren't. I don't know what made them pull I back mean, I think they were. I think it's more to do with uh, her personal battles with Crohn's. Um, oh, because, I, 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 I wasn't clear on that. I didn't really. Yeah, because Fifle Select actually uh, put out a report, and uh, to, to quote them, they said uh, they've been told that the deal wasn't uh, prematurely, as uh, some online had uh, speculated, prematurely ended. It was actually, you know, amicably, the deal was actually uh, supposed to end at the end of November. So, this is the end of November. The contract simply expired. Uh, Swole had that is their uh, mo. That yep. is an all lead mo. Is they don't want the they don't they understand the position they're in, and this is industry word to people that sign with them. Is it's never written in a contract with all lead wrestling, but it is understood that we don't want you to leave this company going somewhere and trashing us. We're still new and we want everyone outside of this company to still want to be in this company. WWE can do what WWE wants because WWE is WWE, right? And to a certain degree, that's just circumstantial. Ollie wrestling, even though everyone thinks, oh, they're the, they're the number, they're the real number one. They're still a number two guys. Like in terms of like people wanting to compete for contracts, TV deals, endorsements, things like that, still Ollie. So they want to be competitive. And so in this regard, they don't want people leaving the company. So, there has been talk when this came out, this is me talking to people in wrestling, that if you leave all at wrestling, there is sort of like an unsaid, it's not in a contract, an agreement where if you leave and you stay cool, that's good. You know, and no one has gone on the record is of trashing them yet, you know, or leaving and say, I didn't like it. And that, that's a pretty good thing. Pretty good thing to have in wrestling right now. Uh, with WWE, 
you could say whatever you want about us. We're still gonna have WrestleMania. We're still gonna have everything we need. And but all in wrestling could say that too. You know, we're still gonna have dynamite on. We're still gonna have dynamite on Wednesday. We're sort of AEW in general cares more about public perception than it seems WWE. WWE. They're a very new company. You know yeah, what I mean? WWE. So like, WWE is yeah. at the point they don't care about the public perception in a I lot of ways. They, in some regards, they, in some they regards, they do. If it's like a scandal, if someone you know gets into some type of trouble, but as far mm. as like the releases and stuff, that kind of shows you they don't really care that much about public perception. But just I would the, say they care. The, I was going to say that that's more the point. They care, but they don't care as much as Ollie Wrestling because Ollie Wrestling is a very new company. So you got to stay. We want to keep everyone in the tent, you know, as long as they can before they go and check out the other channel. And they want the they want that like big budget ECW vibe, which is what Tony Khan has said many many times. You know, they yeah. want the they want everyone drinking the Kool Aid and being happy when they do it. And I completely understand that. That works. That's a good culture develop in your company. WWE do, cannot operate that way. They're simply too big. It's not the way they should operate. It's just not beneficial for them to think that way. Um, and I get it. So what's up in the air here is she leaves amicably. We got other deals on the table in 2022. They're coming up here. Some big names, you know. Um, tell me about it. What's 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 the latest here? What do you hear? Well, to finish up what the Fightful said about Swole is... Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't, no, I didn't no, know if we had any more than that. It's all right. Um, she's had a couple of absences in 2021 that have uh, sidelined her from the ring, which is why she hasn't been on Dynamite pretty much uh, since, like the whole whole calendar year. Her battles with uh, Crohn's disease were well documented, and Fightful was told she's also wasn't at many of the recent tapings and hadn't wrestled since September. Uh, those that uh, Fightful had spoken to within the company didn't know any extensive heat or any reason that the situation would have ended on bad terms. It was noted by Wade Keller, uh, like we'll talk about here, that AEW has a wave of contracts expiring in the coming months, which were uh, they're working on to learn more about. Uh, two in particular that have been mentioned in recent reports are Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes. Uh, Wade Keller brought both of those up that their contracts are coming up since the Young Bucks just resigned for an additional two years for their deals with AEW, it started to look into what two the other deal. Interesting, right? They extended it for two years. So it's an extension of two year deal. It's not a yeah. fresh new deal. Okay. No, no, it's just an extension. Was that an op- was that option? Do we know any details? I think like- I think that was uh, an option to extend okay. for for two yeah. years. But Kenny Omega hasn't uh, re. Uh, redid his or uh, resigned his new deal. Neither has uh, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes just had the the big main event win over Andrade Elidio in Atlanta Went Street a flaming fight. Table, oh, God. flaming freaking table, ridiculous no, stuff. No t shirt on, dude. Where t- <laughs> he had flame retarded stuff if on he his back. If he but more, that... he would, did he have flame retardant stuff on his back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They drew they drew light to it too, which made it probably the the big sight sore for the entire match. He but... did look. It, was, it did look like oh, somebody put a lot of wax in your back. Let's go. Yeah, on yeah. I was like, I mean, like my, I was watching it with a friend, and he's like, he's like, is his back peeling? Did he get a bad sunburn? <laughs> like it looked like something like that. But um... oh, he did it afterwards. <laughs> he did it afterwards. Like, I think I think that not many people have been talking about their, those two contracts coming up is because they're EVPs because they are two of the founding fathers of AEW. It's it's not likely for either one of those guys to you know go to WWE or to not re-sign with AEW. I think it's a foregone conclusion. Both of those are assigned, but it's a wave of contracts that are coming up in the coming months. So it, it should and they're be not very... small names. These are yeah. not. 
these are prominent people with 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 the company that they've invested some time in here. Yeah, and they just re-signed uh, Britt Baker and Scorpio Sky, but there's guys like you know Frankie Kazarian who's been there since the uh, the the first couple of months. There's Hangman Page, who's the current AEW World Champion, who's a day one guy. Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, these are the guys that are notable that we don't know for sure when their contracts are up. That started with AEW in 2019, so we don't know which one signed three year deals, which one signed five-year deals both so it should be interesting what names come up in the next couple of weeks of our their deals are coming up or gonna re-sign with aew uh it's certainly interesting and you and i were talking before we went live here about some people who were certainly in a position in all wrestling that is less than expected you know this is where we get speculative this isn't saying we have information on this or insight on it but less than expected Ollie Wrestling gets going in 2019. Change the goddamn game, right? Exciting stuff. Flipping tables. All these different things that happen. All these indie guys are really going to bang the freaking horses down. And uh, watch out, Stanford. We're coming for you. All right? It's going to be Young Bucks and Cody and Kenny Omega leading the way. And you know who's going to be right behind us? It's going to be Joey Janela. It's going to be Sonny Kiss. Where are they? You know, guys that were in that first wave. That aren't a part of the mix here. Now, obviously, Chris Jericho is going to be all over this. He should be. He's Chris Jericho. His deal is coming out sometime soon here. I'm not saying he's going to leave all wrestling, but if I'm WWE, you go to Chris Jericho, you say, Chris, you're in your 50s, okay? And uh, you get to do all this cool stuff. You got an awesome podcast. You're doing rock and wrestling, raging, r- raging cruises. All right. You got your awesome band, Fozzie. You're a successful guy. You only got a handful of matches in you left, right? You're going to have that match in All Eight Wrestling? Or do you want to your match at WrestleMania, where a lot of people know your names? Kind of lucrative if I'm Chris Jericho. Hey, I did the thing. Put All Eight Wrestling on the map. I'll go make some big money deal over at uh, WWE. And guess what? If I'm an All Eight loyalist, I'd be like, oh, that sucks. But get it, you know? As far as those other guys you mentioned, like Cody, Kenny leaving. Oh, my God. What a betrayal. That would be <laughs> like, 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 what a betrayal. Like, if Jericho went over, it would be like, all right, Jericho, thank you. No, but you, you, right? you, you, the reason I was almost smiling when you were talking about all of that is you literally said the reasons why that would not happen. You got your cruise, you got your podcast. Well, you can't have any of that stuff here, <laughs> but, but here, here's a magic. You know what? In 2019, no, but in 2021, with the way the environment is, I think WWE says, no. No, no. I, actually, Vega, so. Vega. That's not how that works. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do think those things are going to be different, though, just because of the. I think the pandemic changes stuff. I, I think, I but think. I also think there's exceptions to the rule, and Jericho is one of them. You know, I'm no. not saying I'm not saying he goes there for a long time. But I'm, I'm, I, it would very much surprise me if he doesn't do something with this WWE is this is the done. same thing that I said when people were like, oh, you know, Adam Cole, he could resign with WWE. I was like, no, he said he really wants to be on Twitch. Oh, they can just give him the Twitch. No, but that that's a domino effect. If you give one person the Twitch, then you got AJ Styles, Cesaro, all these guys that canceled their Twitch, knocking on your door like, I want my Twitch too. I just Are you telling me Jericho is big in the Twitch game now? No, no, no. But I'm just saying that, that was with Adam Cole. With with Chris Jericho, he's got a podcast. He's got a cruise. He had that when he was in WWE. Got, 
he did not have the cruise. He did not. That's I don't, the, I don't that, think that was the whole. Him. That was the whole downfall. That's why he went to New Japan. That's how he started working with with all, all these other companies. It's I'm, because WWE. Sid, Sid, w, Sid when just, he just hear me out. Work, Sid. When he, but let me let me finish. When he went okay. to the when he went to the, do the cruise with WWE, they didn't want that. They didn't want to put. They didn't want to give him NXT talent. That's why he went and did other deals. So I don't think he's gonna make that deal right now with his contract coming up. If you're talking about in three five years. Is Maybe he not going to leverage them for more money? He's going to leverage either side for more money. Probably, probably so. But yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right now, no, it would not be wise for Chris Jericho to do that in three, five years when he's done his cruise plenty of times. When he may be done and tired of the podcast game. Yeah, go back to WWE. Do one more match. Go into the Hall of Fame. That's great and dandy. But if you think you have more but is time that coming in the wrestling up sooner game, than we think. It it may be, but you still. He said he's doing a cruise next year. Yeah. He said he's still doing his podcast. It's mm-hmm. not the right time to go to WWE then. Sure, but but would you put it past him to not do something in WWE before he's done with wrestling? No, that's what I said. Three, yeah. five okay. years. Yeah, but that, in the coming, that's all month, I'm getting at. In you know, the coming, I, I just don't know if that's this year or next year. You know, you no. Remember, we started the conversation with his contracts coming up in the next couple of months. This is the options that he has. No, it's not really a, a viable option. And Let's I don't get think crazy. he can he can use it for leverage to get more money from AEW, but mm-hmm. it's not a viable option for him right now with everything he wants to do. Let's get crazy. Sometime in 2022, you're a fan of wrestling. Don't care where you fall in terms of your loyalty. Some of these big names jump from All Elite Wrestling to WWE. What is that reaction like? How big is that? Because we saw so many names go over. And the market flow, we saw this in the 90s when there was WCW and WWE. It went back and forth. There's bound to be people that are going to go over to New York, right? There's bound to be WWE saying like, all right, you guys are clever. We saw what you do. Now we're going to offer a ton of money to some people. We're going to offer in some astronomically high amount of money, which WWE did sometimes to get people to come over from WCW. And if you were in WCW, you were in the lower end. WWE, you were in the lower end. You're like, what the hell? Look, I stayed for less money and you signed so. So that's going to happen. That, like, that stuff's absolutely going to happen, right? Yeah. Uh, and then there's some people who got let go by WWE that will get come back now as competitive. Oh, we need to fill this slot. We need this stuff. That's going to happen, right? Uh, but some of those all elite names go over to WWE. Who are those names? Who would go to who would do that right now? And you're you're gonna say, oh, it's a bad idea or something like that. Someone's gonna do it. Someone's gonna be offered some money. Someone's gonna be pitched an idea they like. Someone's gonna get some TV time they're not getting, or they're gonna get something they feels more appealing, or they get to work with somebody they haven't worked with before, or gets to be on a show they've always wanted to be on. Uh, and also it's still WWE. You know, you still get to be on WrestleMania if you work in WWE, you still get to be on the Super Bowl show, you get to be on Raw or SmackDown or XT, and and those shows don't exist. You know, the dynamite doesn't exist if there isn't this, you know, general media space that they all play in here. Who jumps? Who jumps from all wrestling to the WWE? Who's the most likely to do it? We haven't said who's going to do it. Who's going to go through the the reverse forbidden door here? Uh, Brian Cage, just the initial person who yeah. comes to mind. He's someone that his wife has voiced uh, displeasure with the way he's been used. And he's someone that doesn't, you know, jump off the screen as far as, you know, he's a great, he's a great worker, but mm-hmm. is he the worker that CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega is? No, he's, 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 he's just as good or like on the level just below them, 
but he's not on their level as a worker. He's not on their level as a star. So all of those guys are going to be ahead of them. They got their four pillars that they're going to position ahead of them. They're trying to put, starting to put more attention on certain women like Britt Baker, Thunder Rose are going to get more attention than them. They got their established stars like the Young Bucks. Like so, there's so many people that's ahead. Said of Said who's going to jump? You tell me, Brian Cage, but there's got to be more names than him. Uh Brian Cage. I'm trying to think. Uh, you think of people who got underserved by their by their time in all elite here? There's a couple. Yeah, that WWE would want as well. There sure. are more people that are that are underserved. You mentioned two of them in Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela, but I think not- I think Sunny Kiss would be a hit in WWE if they got WWE him, wouldn't sign him. I you know I don't think they would either. Um, but I do think he would be a real hit if he got the time. He, the right he has he has the talent. He yeah, has oh the God. charisma to yeah. do it. But WWE, and you have to think of it from both mindsets. Yeah. Would this person like to go there? And would WWE want to go there? I, I want to go there with them. I don't even think Sonny Kiss really want to go there. Sure. I mean, maybe that'd be something that he grew up on and he wanted to go to. But I think that Sonny Kiss likes the freedom of being on the independent scene. And he's such a bigger star now that he's been on AEW. He can make more money on the independent scene, honestly. Or even going to someplace maybe like uh, Impact Wrestling where he can get up there in like the X Division and get more of an opportunity is better off for him. So there are certain people that I could see going, you know, leaving AEW and going back to the independence. There are certain people that I can see going, leaving AEW, going to Impact Wrestling, going to MLW, going to NWA, New Japan Pro Wrestling. But there are not that many guys that I can see them leaving and wanting to go to WWE and WWE wanting them. But Brian Gage is at the top of the list and probably one of the rare ones that I know for sure. Both him, he wants to be there, and WWE would love a guy like him. What would be the most shocking one? We're being, I'm being highly speculative right now. Just, oh my God, how could that happen? Uh, shocking one, I would go with either MJF or Jungle Boy. Yeah. I can see, see Jungle Boy in a few years putting on a little bit more mass, putting on a little bit more muscle. He has that look that's great with kids and, and would and be young he girls. would be the exception to the small guy type thing. He would yeah. have that Rey Mysterio just immediately yeah. comes off the page type of and plus he has the Hollywood WWE connection. likes a mighty mouse. They like, and that, they, that, that, and they like that little fiery guy. He was the love, perfect guy to do that. They love second generation stars who don't have the last name of the person they're related to. So j- him coming in, he don't have to be Jack and Jake. Jack and young. He, young. He, yeah, he's young. There's, he, a, there's Also, he has the, the frame to camera type thing. He's already learned how yeah. to do that in, in all week. Yeah, I, I, if I'm, I, I would love. Yeah, that would be a steal if they got him because all it's like, ah, well, Jungle Jungle Boy's gonna be a big deal. Jungle Boy is going to be a big deal. He's that Rob Van Dam in like O2 where yeah. they were like, oh, he's going to push him. Oh, no, no, no. We're finally gonna... And then they finally get to push him. And then it ends and it falls through like they didn't know six. And they waited four years. Tease it. Oh, no, no, no we're going to push him. Like, oh, here, here, we're going to give him the icy title. And we'll take it away. Uh, but no, we're, we're going to push him. You're like, that was a big thing. Like Rob Van Dam was going to be a big deal. And then he finally was and it fell apart, right? For other reasons, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, with Jungle Boy, I feel, mind you, in the small time that Ollie Wrestling, they, they could make him a world champion in a year and they want to build him up like they did with Hangman or something like that. Um, but no, Jungle Boy would be big, big still. I think the biggest one that could change and it would also character wise, it would just work is if if MJF said, Yeah, 
F you, I'm MJF, kayfabe, protect the business. Thank you very much. I'm going to go make some real money with WWE. I'm still not 30 yet. I'm still, I can, I have the gift of gab. Also, this is me talking to people that worked with MJF. Um, say he would, he would really get the system at WWE in, in terms of he would already come in with, with a certain gift of gab that they would trust and they would know how to write to it. Uh, and he's one of the few guys where they would let him kind of come in and punch up things. Styles was able to do that initially. There's different things they needed him to do later on where he's able to come in right away and have some influence on where we go. I think MJF is a guy who's already proven he would, he would deeply be able to influence whatever he was talking, not saying general storylines or anything like that talking and WWE loves a talker. They, if they get a good talker, they can do a lot of fun, fun things with them. Uh, they have a few, you know, but are they doing fun things with them right now? Um, you know, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins really get to play outside of the shell and, and do some fun thing. I think MJF in a WWE would, would kind of, I'm not saying it would work, but of the choices you said, it seems like the one that would make the most sense, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah. it would be, cause it'd be a really heelish dickish thing for him to do. And then he would come in with the same amount of momentum and say, this is where I was always supposed to be. Like the other place was just me collecting the shit. And it would, you know what I mean? It would just be another layer in the bean dip of, of douchiness that he is able to exude, you know? And it would just be, it would be an improv. I'll use the term. It'd just be yes. And yes. And I'm a dick. And you knew I was doing this like the whole time. I was just, you know, I was just, come on. (laughs) I was talking to Vince all the time. Like, you know, like he would, he would, he would say, you know, he would say like crazy shit like that, and people would be like, "This is, this is so ridiculous." You know, Tony was so loyal to you. Like, you know, like, you know, someone online would be like, "How dare you do this?" And the whole time he's like, "Hey, thanks, guys. You know, thanks for the Christmas card. I appreciate. It. I'm gonna work this, and then maybe I'll see you in a couple of years or something like that." I don't know. Just MJF would be MJF would be the most shocking one and the most logical one. Not saying it's gonna happen at all. This isn't us saying we know anything. But I was like, of the names. Cage MJ Cage seems to make sense. They're just not they're not doing anything with him. He's doing some independence. The word is he's unhappy. People lost their minds when he liked a tweet saying he should have been the world champion. Everybody wants to be the world champion in wrestling. So why would you go fucking? And not everybody, can. Not, not everybody can. Not everybody can. But everybody wrestler wants to. So don't be yeah. mad at a wrestler saying they want to be the world champion. It's like telling hey, a wrestler not to be a wrestler. You know. I I can't feel bad for Brian Cage because honestly he should have never left impact wrestling oh. he was a world champion there they 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 treated him like a main eventer even after he lost the world title he should probably stayed there but he decided to leave started to go for an opportunity in AEW and they treated him well they treated him better than a lot of other guys like better than Janela and and Kiss in a lot of ways he's been in a world title match he's been prominent Janella, that's news. another guy that like came into Oli wrestling. They had him at that big debut press conference, even with a bad leg and debut. He's going to be a big deal. And I really, I really think something happened along the line. I don't know. Maybe it was injuries. Maybe it was other different things, but he really isn't the star that people would have thought he would have been in Oli wrestling. And maybe it's the, you know, independent guy who the underground band that doesn't translate to a big rock label. Right. You know, um, that type of that type of element, you know, the band that like, oh, the big indie band that signs a major label deal and it just doesn't work. It's not the right fit, you know. I think um, I think some people came in with the illusion that because Joey Janela is kind of like this cult hero from like the GCW of the world, the death matches yeah. of the world, that he was basically like Mick Foley or Terry Funk, uh, going to like a WWE WCW. No, 
He was more like Stevie Richards going to to WWE. He was a good hand. He's a good worker. He could he could play a good character as well. But he does in a group of people. If I'm saying that Brian Cage it doesn't stand out the way that some other people on the mm-hmm. roster does, then definitely there's a lot more people that stand out more than Joey Janela. I like Joey Janela. I think he brings a lot to the table. I think that he's an innovator, uh, especially his, the way his mind works, as well as like you know promoting shows. Joey Janela Spring Break is like a money maker on the independent scene. He's done all that stuff, but he's a god in the independent scene. I think the mainstream yeah. and being on AEW or even him going to WWE, no. I don't think that's the options for him. And if I'm not even it. trying to. I actually think he just he'd be perfect doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like there, there's uh, just give me some good money in independent wrestling in the next year or so. I'll tell you that. Like there's me working in it. Is me. You know, you're talking to people now. You and I have been talking to some people around WrestleMania times. Like, oh, what? Oh, you're, you're getting what? Oh, okay, all right, go get it. <laughs> you know, like like I've, I've heard of that from a couple of people here. Uh, certainly interesting, certainly interesting here. And it's just, this isn't like me trying to be inflammatory, Sid. This is just this is the way these things go. Someone is going to leave all the rest and go to WWE and vice versa. We've already seen it here. Uh, NXT War Games. Let's, let's close out here with this. I think they've done some quick business to put together some fun NXT War Games matches. You and I were talking before the show saying that, ah, the card seems pretty light. Outside of the cage matches, but the cage matches seem pretty strong. Uh, the top match here that they've really put together and I think developed really well and had a hell of a promo that I wish was on. It wasn't on TV. It's one of those like digital promos where they really let the lot guys go, kind of go here. Uh, and they're doing old school black and gold NXT. The old guard, right? Versus Team 2.0. And the lines have been clearly drawn. WWE's done this before. The generational war type thing, right? And it didn't work. But I do think because NXT just had this change and the people that stood out from the old NXT pre this big launch a few months ago, they really feel featured in the sense that they stand out. Fans who watch NXT already know Tommaso Ciampa is your champion. They already know LA Knight because he was on Impact Wrestling. He's he's the talk. He's talked up a hell of a match. They already know Gargano's a hell of a hand here. Could this be his final sendoff match here? And they already know Pete Dunne is the bruiserweight. They already know them. And then you have this new class of guys led by Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker gets to come out, gets to yell the war games line. The lines are drawn. And the reaction to it was instantaneous. It was one of those bigger reactions that NXT's gotten in that new setup, brightly lit. Um, It's been a long haul, but this is like, you're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel with this 2.0 thing. I'm not saying it's great. The show could be on Sunday and it could be underwhelming. But the past month or so of NXT, there hasn't been an episode I missed. And there hasn't been an episode of been like major. I mean, there's been some stuff. And I was like, oh, I could have skipped that. You know, I could have zipped through that. Some promos, some extra goofy things they did with some people. But the main stuff to build to this main match has worked. And everyone has an investment in it. Everyone seems like they have something to win and lose. And when you have those big multi-man matches, those are it's hard to pull off. We saw it at Survivor Series. There was no stakes. This feels like there's stakes. You know, this feels like, all right, the old guard could get pushed out here, you know, and this could be the, the true fall of NXT's old guard and the, the new guys really come up. And I think it's very interesting. A lot of fans think this is 2.0's coming out party, that the new the new breed of NXT led by Braun Breaker is going to get something big here. What do you think? War Games, two cages, uh, the NXT has a pretty good track record of making these shows awesome. I thought the War Games match last year, Team McAfee and Undisputed Era was one of the best matches the WWE did in the, the pandemic-y era. Uh, what do you think here? 
Uh, I think that this is going to be a strong output from the uh, NXT roster. Uh, I think that they the, need best, it. the best way to describe 2.0, the build up to here since his revamp in general is polarizing. Because yes. you say you say not any of the shows in the build up to this show as missed. I'm, I'm just saying, I, I'm I'm just saying in the last month there's been some there was like oh man what are they doing here? You know? There's been there's been plenty I saw that missed on this yeah. last month. Okay. So the best, but I'm saying like way, just the, recently it's gotten like all right we've settled into a lane here. It doesn't feel like there's yeah. just a million they, things being thrown they, at me. They they've settled into who they think are going to be the stars of 2.0 who is there to enhance those stars. They've kind of positioned people well in that regard. I I would say that the go home show was their strongest episode or one of their strongest episodes of the 2.0 era, um, doing ladder matches before war games. I'm not that big of a fan of, I don't think that makes too much sense, but Dakota Kai and Kaylee Ray was a banger as as hell. And I liked what they did in, in trying to elevate Braun Breaker with the second ladder match with Johnny Gargano. But I do think that this is going to be the 2.0 coming arc body. And they already started that with the name to the show because it's not NXT takeover war games. It's NXT war Games. So they're putting the stamp right in the ground that we're in the 2.0 era. There's no more takeover. It's just NXT and, and what's the tagline? So they're already showing that there. And this might be the big win that Braun Breaker, uh, Tony D'Angelo, Grayson Waller, and Carmelo Hayes need. And those are kind of the guys that they are building this 2.0 era behind. So it, it makes sense who they got in these matches. And I think they did a, great, a, a pretty good job of uh, working on this card in a short amount of time. Yeah, and another thing is it's a short amount of time. They really only announced these matches less than a month ago. And it is a collective thing, you know. Uh, I, I also war games is, is a thing, you know, they've built it up well on NXT and that side of things. Yeah, they did take away the takeover thing. I know some people blew up big about this, but this week going into it, I don't see anyone bitching about it. You know, initially there was some online backash, but now I think people kind of get it. All right, we gotta go, we gotta swallow the tough pill and be like, all right, NXT isn't what it once was. It can't be, it just can't be. You can't just keep pretending that you're doing the same thing. I love Metallica. They made some albums that didn't work, but they needed to make those albums to make albums I like recently. They have to go through this transition. It has, you have to pass the proverbial kidney stone to paint the picture here, right? And I think the stone it has passed and we're going to see some light through the uh, tunnel. Oh, wow. I'm really painting a really awful analogy here. Um, but no, I'm, I'm into this. Who wins? You think for sure this is team 2.0, Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, his, his boys are coming out on top. Here. Yeah, I think 2.0 are definitely going to win. Probably Braun Breaker getting the pinfall. And I think the reason why there hasn't been that many people complaining about the name change is because I think a lot of the fear when they rebranded it in the first couple of weeks didn't go as many people expected it to go was that they were going to ruin the takeover name that, uh, can this group from 2.0 give us the live up to the name and the reputation of takeover so the fact that it's nxt war games and it's under its own thing it can't it can't blemish or improve on the reputation of takeover takeover can be what it was we yeah. had we had 36 takeovers Sorry, I had they the were wrong all, <laughs> they were all awesome are are all at least good to great our all-time classics let it be that now NXT War Games starts a new era. Leave the memories alone. Yeah, exactly. We have to go back to that fuel song they use for Ric Flair. 
Um, I'm looking for this. I agree with you. Team 2.0 wins this, but I do think this is that you have that black and gold side of guys. Those guys, Gargano outside for some reason was never in one of these war games matches, but he was in the bangers on takeovers. He was Johnny takeover, right? You have Tommaso yeah. Ciampa. I saw him tear it down against the undisputed era ooh, ooh, in Chicago. One of the best live matches I've ever seen. Magnifique. All right. Uh, you have Pete Dunn who, you know, sticking with WWE. Could, he could have made the jump, but he's sticking with WWE. You're going to put him in a banger. He's going to be in a... All right, you're going to put me in the main event? Okay. 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 Also, I want to say this. LA Knight came over to NXT. People thought he was going to be the champ right away. It's not the take. But I will say this. Every time they give this guy the stick, he runs a mile with it. Even if it's just a... Like, he, you know, you see a, a certain running back, and you see that guy, and it's, oh, a short five-yard play. He's going to get right through the end zone but you know he could just drill through the wall. Like, that's the way it feels when he hits the microphone. They did a promo online. Stu Bennett uh, shared it, and it was one of those promos they put online. I was talking about it earlier. The four-man classic Survivor Series style promo, right? I, I've done one of these. They're not easy to do. You have, you have multiple people you got to get in, and usually the easiest thing is we're not going to – someone's going to set up the talk – but they're not going to get the closing punchline. And you have one person kind of lay off your guys. Four Horsemen did this all the time. He did this no different than you would see Ric Flair lay out. The Four Horsemen were coming for you. Who do you got, Dusty? We saw that, right? It mm -hmm. was that style. This was 100% watch some NWA tapes and let's drill this home. It's your guys versus our guys. Put the lock on the cage. Someone's bleeding. You know, like. This is a match where I'm like, I'm on board. Even though it's a predictable outcome, it's an Empire Strikes Back deal. We know the good guys are going to lose. I'm on board. You know, I'm on, I am I want to see the change here. And it's surprising they kept the title uh, on Tommaso. And this is another way to kind of prolong that for some time here. I'm on board with it. Let's run down some other matches on the card because there are some things on this card that are kind of odd. Scratching heads here. We find news today that WWE reportedly is pulling back on the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, formerly the WWE Championship, uh, Cruiserweight Championship. And this is a scenario that lays into this Sunday on Peacock, on this NXT War Game show, on the undercard. Roderick Strong, currently the NXT Cruiserweight Champion, is taking on Joe Gacy for this title. What do you think of this scenario? An all-inclusive title is what is what he wants to try and make this reportedly, is the, is the pitch here. This is one of those head-scratchers. Joe Gacy is an interesting character. They're really trying to push the needle with him and do some edgy stuff. I don't know if this is the right edgy stuff you want to do because they're still it's still unclear what they're doing with him. They're definitely trying to like push all these like hot button issues and but not like you know graze the button but not hammer the button down. What do you think here? This this one's all over the place. I think Joe Gacy's going to win. I think that they've been pushing this for the fact that he is going to be victorious. He is going to change the title to the in all-inclusive uh, championship. I'm not a big fan of the buzzword gimmick uh, that uh, Joe Gacy has. Uh, I think that it got its initial, uh, you know, press from it. Mm -hmm. And it won't ever again. I don't think there's anything... Uh, edgy wise, angle wise, that they can do to get that press again. So, but I think they are going to bring attention on it, and that's how they're going to do it by him beating Roger. I'll, I'll say this I, I'm not in love with, but I'll say Gacy's you know, you see somebody do something well in W. Whoa, lost, lost, uh, Kev out of nowhere, ladies and gentlemen, as we're talking about war games. 
War Games. War Games. But yeah, um, there he is. He just popped back in, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine if we were live right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the wrong button. Joe Gacy, he's one of those guys that hits the right he like he, he has a tough play to play and he plays it well you know yeah and i do think this can evolve into something else he's clearly showing he has a very uh underrated speaking ability and roderick strong i i don't i mean like he wins the title he's in this diamond mine group I'm not saying diamond mine isn't that great but i think he could lose the title and be okay <laughs> like I, I i don't i don't think it's the worst thing that could happen to him you know undisputed era fell apart and he has this new group and they're just not there but he's the he's the veteran in it so he can anchor that group. Hey, he's oh, doing man. he's doing he's doing better than the other undisputed <laughs> undisputed era member in wwe right now <laughs> uh kyle o'reilly in action on this show what do you think about kyle o'reilly here because this is another the understated thing we covered quite in depth here is and then gargano is this their final match in wwe yeah i think uh he's here to you know take the fall for Imperium in the tag team title match. Um, make Von Wagner look strong. He's going to probably take the heat. Von Wagner is going to come in for the hot tag. He's going to go wild. He's going to look strong. Kyle O'Reilly will probably get another tag in and he'll take the fall. I think that's what he's here for. He was here to kind of introduce Von Wagner to 2.0 and he's done his due diligence and now he can go on his way. Mm-hmm. You can go on his way. Just usher him out of the business here. Uh, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner taking on Imperium. Uh, now we have the women's war games. Man, do we want to touch hair versus hair or the women's war games match? Which one do you want to cover? Uh, we could talk hair versus hair. Let's do hair versus hair. I don't have much to say about this because they bored me to death with that poker segment in the ring a couple of weeks. I love Cameron Grimes. I think mm-hmm. the character's great. But ever since they introduced Happy Corbin, they've been slowly but surely taking different elements away from Cameron Grimes' character because they thought it was too similar. They mm-hmm. even shaved his hair to give him a whole pretty look so he doesn't look like the hairy cavemen that we all learned. You could have kept him to, away. To is. to know and love but i don't think they're gonna go all the way by having his head shaved completely so i think cameron grimes is gonna win cameron grimes versus duke hudson the poker player here and i agree i didn't like the poker segment but i did think cameron did a good job with the passionate promo saying i've lost stuff i've gained stuff i can i can deal with whatever is gonna happen when i lose my hair man uh former known as trevor lee cameron grimes i i think he's done a great job in nxt where been so many things that are just written as mid card they shout mid card they don't shout main event with him but he's done so well with all of it you know what i mean like oh yeah. this is just this is but then he gets it and he runs with it the ted dibiase stuff oh it's nice they're giving you ted dibiase but you know it's just gonna be like goofy comedy stuff and then it was very very funny he had like one of some of the funniest stuff that wwe did last year in terms of pure that best you know and then on top of it, it banger matches um, and it's something we said, like, I think he's a guy that WWE wants to keep, you know, like this, like they need funny guys that stay in those mid card roles. Everyone thinks, Oh, that's, you're never gonna be a world champion. That's not a bad spot to be. In. <laughs> There's a lot of people that have roles like that in WWE. Oh, look at our truth. <laughs> the guy's been in the company for a long time and gets a lot of featured television time. It's not the worst spot to be in buddy. Yeah. Uh, I, I say this as a comedian. I root for the funny people. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm rooting for Cameron Grimes in this match. Duke Hudson, you can get your head shaved, buddy. Uh, here we go. 
Let's get into this one. Women's War Games match. Team Gonzalez, Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora Jade. Uh, know her from AAW right before uh, she jumped to WWE NXT. Good on her. And Kaylee Ree taking on Team Kai. Shouldn't this be Team Toxic Attraction? Just my take. Dakota Kai with Toxic Attraction, the NXT Women's Champion Manny Rhodes, and the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Um, this one's a little bit more harder to predict for me than the men's match. Yeah, if you're going the 2.0 route, then definitely uh, Toxic Attraction is kind of been the, the more pushed act. And Dakota Kai kind of needs a big victory as well. So it mm-hmm. wouldn't make sense for them to win uh, the war games there. But, you know, we, with Mandy Rose being the NXT Women's Champion, it would make sense for the baby faces to win to give someone on that team momentum to go after Mandy Rose. So this is more up in the air than the 2.0 versus Black and Gold. Uh, war games, but I'm gonna go with the baby faces to get the victory. Cora, Cora Jade get the win in the end. Uh, I agree. And Cora Jade's been getting beat down, so logic is she gets to come up, right? Uh, and this is a real showcase for a lot of fresh people, you know, who mind you, uh, Dolan and Jane, they are the NXT women's champions, but it's still a relatively new act, you know. Uh, and toxic attraction is still a relatively new thing. Also, you can be showcased in losing, you know, everyone thinks you're yeah. gonna win a match or not. Uh, that's not the case, you know. Kaylee Ray has been in NXT UK for a long time, so the call up for her to jump over here to the states means something. Cora J, this means something. Io Shirai, a lot of people thought she'd already be on Raw or SmackDown by now, but if you're on a, a pay per view, that still means something. Raquel Gonzalez doesn't have a strap anymore. This could put her back in position to get that, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, and also if they're going to go with heels in the other one, it's kind of like, like, you know, when you see the Hell in a Cell thing, like, are you going to do, you're going to, you're not going to have both heels win or something like that. So there is some kind of circumstantial predictability, but I don't think that makes for a bad show. I don't yeah. think that writes off all show. So I do think uh, WBXT in the tough time they've had, it's been a very much of a transitional year. I'm not saying, uh, oh, wow, this is an amazing show. But I'm saying, like, I'm more in, I'm more sold on this than I am Survivor Series on paper. I mean, that's not saying much at all, but uh, I would agree. <laughs> and Survivor Series exceeded my expectations quite a bit with, you know, Charlotte and Becky having a, a hell of a match. And I, I, there were some fun things on that show, but it was an underwhelming show. You know, we thought we were getting The Rock. Didn't happen. Mind you, they didn't advertise him, but it didn't happen. Uh, so this, though, I think they're going to deliver on what they advertise. You know, and uh, they didn't advertise rock, but we thought we we're getting rock, man, because that's just us talking ourselves up. This they we know we're getting more promoted, games. Promoted the guy the whole night. That's why. Exactly that's right. Why. Uh, they, 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 you say you're getting a big war games matches. You got two big war games matches. You have a lot of cool people in it. The storylines are all there. Uh, uh, if you haven't watched NXT in a while, I think this is kind of a show you got to check out. You know what I mean? Like if you haven't watched in a while, uh, WWE sucks. Is to me. Like the, the I, I always enjoy NXT shows. These takeovers, it's not a takeover, take it's a takeover, right? We're gonna call them until that works out of our system. Um I, I'm I've enjoyed this, you know. I the NXT shows were my favorite shows to watch from WWE last year. Uh I really, really enjoy it. You know, maybe also surprises. They love doing some big big returns. You wanna have Walter come back in the mix? It's a good way to do it. Some talk I'm going to Raw or SmackDown, but you know, this is a way to reintroduce him. Want to bring a dragon off from NXT UK? There's a way to do it. You know, you want to have some big new crazy signings, you want to debut some people here. There's a way to do it. So that's always a thing. They've done that before. Wouldn't surprise me if they do that again. 
Yeah, there's always the option for it for anyone who hasn't been watching 2.0. This is probably the show to watch to see yeah. if you want to watch it going further or if you don't. Give it a shot. And there's a lot of people that do with the main roster pay-per-views. Oh, I don't watch Raw or SmackDown, but I watch the Raw Series. Yeah. I don't watch Raw or SmackDown, I watch Raw. I think you can do that with these war game shows, these takeover shows, and and get your same level of casual satisfaction from it, you know? Uh, and they've built it up well, you know? Like, are you, there's stakes. We didn't have it in the Survivor Series matches. There wasn't anything for them to win. Like, there's a reason that the black and gold people don't want these new guys to come in and take over their place, right? It makes sense. There's a mm-hmm. storyline. There's consequence. So I'm bored. Uh, we have a lot of content for you to consume. All right. We have top five videos. I just did. Uh, I just did a, a VO uh, of this. I know there's a little bit of a deeper cut here. A VO. I was joking with you where I get to make references to both a Disney ballad, Disney cartoon ballad, and a wonderful old dirty bastard Wu-Tang Clan references in the same five minute video with a bunch of silly jokes in it. Um, I get to do a you up text joke. Uh, I got, I, I had to have some real fun with this script. I was told gloves are off, Kevin. Have a lot of fun with these. I was like, okay, let's see what you cut. <laughs> no, it's just a matter of what are you going to cut out? Uh, so those are coming out. Top five videos. Those drop on our Facebook. We have uh, also the wrestle binge challenge, uh, wrestle binge channel for you to check out as well. Uh, all that stuff coming up as well. Once again, we have interviews from Survivor Series, some great insight. I know Survivor Series is over, but you get some great insight from your favorites. You just want something to watch. We got it for you. Uh, Sid, cover you that. Sid, what do you got going on with True Heel Heat? When can people get it? Where can people watch it on demand? And of course, uh, what else you got going on, bud? Check out the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Spelling is right behind me, right there. Subscribe. Trying to hit 2K before the end of the year. Our flagship weekly podcast goes live on Saturday, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. True Hill Heat 154. We'll be talking about the latest wrestling news, so you could jump on board and check that out. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. And, of course, patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. $3 a month for more exclusive content from the true hill heat brand and you can also see me on the wrestling daily youtube channel every monday and wednesday at 3 p.m eastern time as well as right here sports keto wrestling youtube channel every friday following uh smackdown and aew rampage on smack talk with rick uccino and dutch mantel cool thank you so much rick uccino talk that shit take that trivia championship belt off and we can't have that sitting on him for a while here let's get you out of here buddy i'm sorry we got you uh we got you on here a little bit too long but i'm very very thankful of the time here once again give him a follow on the twitter machine where do they follow at true heel sp3 check me out there you can follow me at kev kellum k-e-v-k-e-l-l-a-m in just about two weeks time I'm going north of the border in Wisconsin, Kevconson. It's going to be a Kevconson tour going up in Scotty. Going to be in Wawatosa December 17th, and then I'll be in Eden, Wisconsin on December 18th. Uh, all of those dates, all those things on my Twitter, at Kev Kellum. If you haven't seen me do stand-up, I am trying to book something for Dallas. Trying to make all the wrestle funnies in Dallas. So if you know somebody, got some cons. Uh, some wrestles you want to do all right want me do some chuckles i've performed stand up in a, in, a, in a wrestling ring it is a challenge all right it's a four-sided audience you really gotta work the room uh just <laughs> gotta, gotta work a hold gotta let everyone know your hold yeah get it in there <laughs> 
<laughs> with my awful biceps, my, my pasty white biceps. I haven't been out of the house in two years. Can you tell? All right. Thank you so much, Sid. Appreciate it. Good luck to you, brother. We'll, we'll talk next week. We'll talk that trash, that trash. All right. I, you can collect your check from Tony and we can move on to another episode of Inside Cradle every single Thursday. Remember, when watching wrestling, you must do the most important thing when watching wrestling. It's a key part of enjoying it, which is what, Sid? One second. Oh, it's Vince calling, Kev. He no, said what, what, you, you, you went over your lunch break. And enjoy wrestling. Oh, don't tell him. Why would you tell him? You don't have to tell him. You tell him I'm not here. Tell him I'm not here. Enjoy wrestling, everybody.